0: Welcome to Episode 3 of The Animated Journey, a podcast featuring interviews from animation professionals working in television, film, and games. I'm your host, Angela Ensminger, and I'm so glad to be with all of you today for this wonderful episode. Today is featuring my friend Domi Shi, who is a story artist from Pixar, and I can tell you right now, y'all are going to love her story. It is fantastic. But first off, I'm just really excited that it's already March. The sun is shining, everything is bright, so many things are happening this month. We have Easter, we have Daylight Savings, which depending on if you're a morning person or not, may or may not be an exciting thing for you. And WonderCon will be happening in Los Angeles March 25th, 26th, and 27th. Still trying to figure out my schedule to see if I can go, but all of you should definitely go because there are going to be some great guests down there. There'll be portfolio reviews. You'll get to hear all of your favorite comic book artists, animation artists, give lots of talks. You'll get to meet people. There's cosplay. It'll be fantastic. So hopefully I will see you there. If any of you are going, let me know. Would love to shake hands, meet a couple of you, see who's out there. Also, I want to give a shout out to today's sponsors. We have Amazon.com as well as Audible.com. Amazon, as all of you are aware, is your number one online store to find everything. You need clothes, books, shoes, anything that you need, movies, music, DVDs. I mean, they have it all. It's fantastic. And then if you also love audiobooks, audible.com is your place to go. If you're driving in the car, if you're jogging, if you're at home and you're thinking, I want to read, but I don't have any time to read, My life is just chock full of so many activities. I have an active lifestyle. Audible is your place to get all of your audiobooks. You can listen to thousands of hours of content. It's great. And right now when you visit the website, which is www.theanimatedjourney.com and click on the banners on the right-hand side for amazon.com and audible.com and then make your purchases, a little bit of money comes back to the show so you can help support the show, Keep the lights on, keep everything flowing the way it needs to, and you can do your shopping and find wonderful items as well. So without further ado, I present my guest, Domi Shi. Good evening, everybody. I'm here talking with my friend Domi Shi, who's a story artist at Pixar, and she just came off of working on The Good Dinosaur and Inside Out, and now she's working on Toy Story 4. Hi Domi, how are you?
1: Great. Great, great, great. Happy to be here.
0: (laughs) Glad to have you on the show. This is exciting. So we'll go ahead and get started. Uh, Why don't you start by just telling people a little more about you and, you know, where you're from and how you came to become the artist that you are.
1: (laughs) Well, I was originally born in Chongqing, China, and me and my two my parents, uh, we immigrated to Canada when I was two years old and I grew up in Toronto, the six as Drake calls it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like ever since I was a, I, I was a baby, I was surrounded by art and paints and everything because my dad is actually an artist himself. He's, um, he was, a, a college teacher for fine art and he's, He's actually a landscape painter too. And he taught me a lot. Almost all I knew about art is from him and like all the art books that he had. And we'd practice sketching and go to life drawing every week. And um, yeah, he was a big influence on me for sure. But he didn't want me to be an artist uh, because it was a really hard life for him. But I fell in love with animation, Uh, you know, growing up watching Disney and Miyazaki and anime and I didn't really know that I could be an animator or like work in animation until maybe the last year of high school and then I discovered the the animation program at Sheridan College and I applied for that and four years later got an internship at Pixar like super super lucky I applied twice and I failed first time. Um, and then super, super, super lucky Lee, I, I got hired <laughs> after that to be a story artist on Inside Out. And I've been at Pixar ever since.
0: <laughs> I thought it was interesting what you said too about even though your dad was an accomplished artist, and you got to do life drawing with him and painting with him that originally, he didn't want you to become an artist. And I was curious when you said that the artist's life was hard, what were some of the challenges that he faced?
1: Oh, yeah, he's he's not, like, in animation or at all. He's, like, a classic painter. So, of course, when he moved here, he, he couldn't teach because he didn't, you know, have a proper degree for it, even though he taught for many years in China. And he was taught more, like, the classical kind of painting, um, like, more realistic, like, a more realistic style. Um, and then... He had no idea what the art scene was like in America, right? Like contemporary art, like modern art, like all that stuff. So it was really hard for him to sell paintings and to sell his work. But I think now he's pretty accomplished now. Like he he found his little niche market of people that really love his work. But yeah, he struggled a lot, you know, it's not like in animation where you get like contract jobs or full-time jobs and you have like a nine to five job you know like he had to paint for a living to support us so it was really hard for him
0: I see well I'm I'm glad though that he found his niche and that he's doing really well that's awesome
1: yeah yeah I'm proud of him
0: (laughs) that's excellent so you moved from China to Toronto correct
1: yep I spent well I spent half a year in newfoundland when i was two and then we moved to toronto after that so i didn't move directly to toronto but i only spent half a year in newfoundland
0: (laughs) what brought your family to newfoundland and then to toronto
1: well my mom brought us over because she was studying to get her phd uh in canada so that was how she was able to get into the country and then she brought us over and then my dad was also studying to get his master's in fine arts so both of them were in school and raising me at the same time so yeah it was it was hard for them probably but I had no idea I was just a little kid so everything was fun so
0: at the time we're just going now we're in Canada and just enjoying life here and drawing and having a good time yeah excellent so you said that you became more aware that you could do animation when you were in high school. And I was curious, what was it that happened in high school? Was it you started to see like more DVDs or whatnot that talked about the animation process? Or did you have anybody come to your high school and talk about it? What was it that made you aware of, oh, this is a job that I can have?
1: Well, it was the internet for sure. Um, me and my friends, we loved anime uh I was the (laughs) vice president of the anime club in my high school (laughs) yeah we just loved all kinds of animation and we just binge watched it every weekend and I and I read comics I read manga all the time and it was just I was so obsessed with it and I joined these online art communities and drew my little fan art of all my favorite characters like I joined DeviantArt and it was actually on DeviantArt that I started to follow a lot of like, really cool artists, and I wanted to know, like, where did they go to school, like, a lot, because a lot of them were older than me, like, in college, and a lot of them went to Sheridan College, so then I did did more research about that, and I was like, oh, cool, like, at that time, I didn't know I wanted to be a story artist, but I knew, like, oh, if I go to this school, like, maybe I'll learn how to draw good, and...
0: Had you looked into other schools as well, or was Sheridan the place?
1: Uh, Sheridan was, like, the place. I had a couple backups just in case it didn't work out, but they were just all local colleges. Like CalArts, I don't think I heard of it before. And also it was like so far away. You know, it's like in California, which is on the other side of the continent. And I wanted to stay like not too far away from like my home. And it was like a pretty reputable school at the time. Like people talked about it. So I was like, okay. And it's, it's like 30 minutes from my from my house. So I was like, let's do it. <laughs> let's let's try. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Excellent. So, what was your time like at Sheridan? When you got to school, was it exciting to be around other students that wanted to study animation or was it more of a feeling of, "Oh my gosh, everyone here is really good. What do I do?"
1: Um, more of the former. Well, a little bit of both, but that was both really exciting to me. Like finally I felt like I found my people. You know, everyone at Sheridan, they liked all the stuff that I like. I wasn't just a part of this tiny group of nerds at school that had a little club. Like, everybody loved animation. Everyone loved anime. And it was just fun, like, talking to everybody. And we would draw with each other and, like, trade drawings back and forth. And there was, like, a friendly competitiveness to it, too. Like, that whole culture of just being around other Artists and students, like we pushed each other, and it, I grew a lot when I was there. A lot.
0: Yeah, I had a chance to watch your student film that you have on your site, and it's really good and really creative. Did you do that mainly by yourself, or were you part of a collaborative team?
1: Uh, I did all of that myself. Yeah, that's our fourth year film project, uh, which is we have to animate and do everything ourselves, like a, a whole, like one minute to three minutes short yeah (laughs) I don't know uh it's been a while since I saw it but (laughs) I just I mean yeah I feel like man I was just making stuff up too because I had no idea how to make a film (laughs) at all but it was fun because I was (laughs) learning as I was doing it and I honestly like didn't know how to use some of the programs So I would just ask a friend or like a classmate, and they would show me, and then I would just start working like there. It was just so on the fly, but it was really fun and really challenging.
0: And I read too that uh, Nancy is it Nancy Beeman? Yeah, was one of your teachers, and how was that experience being taught by her?
1: Yeah, she's she's awesome. She was my uh, my second year storyboarding teacher and she was the one that actually like her class got me into storyboarding because we didn't really have that great of a teacher in first year I won't name any names or anything I (laughs) forgot I completely forgot his name too so whatever but yeah like I didn't even know like what actual storyboarding was until I went to her class and I thought it was like the coolest thing ever because it basically combined all the stuff that I love like acting and and like a little bit of animation and like composition and storytelling it was like a little bit of everything and it it was so cool it was like drawing moving comic book panels or something so yeah i was like really into storyboarding after her class and i think yeah and then i was also thinking at the time like whoa 2d animation is like dead in north america <laughs> and i want to keep drawing and i feel like this it going down this path would be a good way to keep drawing for a living because I don't want to ever give that up you know like I tried 3D wasn't my thing so yeah.
0: Your story for how you became a story artist is very similar to other people that I've met it's it's the same process of a lot of them went to school to be animators especially in the states Mm -hmm. and then they saw that the 2D animation field was getting smaller, but they still wanted to draw. And then they found storyboarding to be their way of being able to stay in the states and still draw all the time.
1: Yeah, I mean, I work with a bunch of guys that used to be 2D animators, like Bobby Rubio. He worked as an animator at Disney. He worked on like Mulan, Treasure Planet, all those stuff, all like all those movies before they all shut down. So, and now he's a story artist, and he's amazing. But yeah it the roots of storyboarding come from animation, but they also come from everywhere too, because I also work with people that like had completely different backgrounds and histories too like our friend Rosie was a veterinarian like or was a veterinary student, and like there's some people that just practice drawing all the time then they eventually learned on the job, like doing small gigs here and there until they finally like built up the skills on the job. So I don't know. Yeah. It's like all kinds of ways to become a story artist, I guess.
0: Which is great. That's really good. And then uh going back a little bit too for when you first got into school, for you know, people listening out there that they want to go to either Sheridan or they want to go to school like Sheridan. Do you have any recommendations for how to put together that kind of portfolio so that you can get noticed by, you know, college admissions?
1: Uh, Oh, man, it's been a while since I've had to think about that, making a portfolio for college. But I think I just put what I thought was like a good examples of um, my technical and creative skills i did i posted like a bunch of life drawings i mean for sheridan they actually have like a set of requirements right for, for your portfolio like they have like oh like two pages of life drawings two pages of animal drawings like that kind of stuff and like two pages of personal stuff so they're actually pretty strict about the like what you put in your portfolio so i think anyone who wants to apply to it just go onto their website and see the requirements and then practice. Like, I had to practice a lot. I went to life drawing classes almost twice a week. And I would just sit there and just draw for hours and go to the zoo and sketch and, you know, all that stuff. (laughs) Practice. Because, like, animation, more than any other art program, they look at technical drawing. A lot heavier than say like a fine art program so yeah you gotta gotta exercise that drawing muscle
0: (laughs) sounds like a plan so fast forward now so you graduate from school you're looking for jobs how did you land that internship at pixar
1: oh well i had applied the year before in my third year and i had made it apparently i had made it to like a final list but then i got cut right at the very end I was really sad but then I was determined to try again so then I applied again I applied there I applied to DreamWorks I applied to Disney and a whole bunch of other studios and stuff but actually like the night of my graduation dance <laughs> at Sheridan I got a call from one of the recruiters at Pixar and, and I was like in the in the girl's bathroom too like washing my hands like in my little prom dress or whatever and then I get the call then she's like oh yeah you're You want to? You've been chosen to be a story intern this year at Pixar, and I was like, "What?" And this was like before I even graduated, like technically graduated too. So it was just, it was awesome because I was at that, like at that point, like I wasn't even worrying about all that stuff yet. Um, but then like as soon as I got the call, I was like, "Oh my god, this is so cool!" So so in June, like maybe like a couple weeks later after I graduated, I just like flew to California and did the internship, and then. They hired me after that, which is like super uncommon. Like, this is just one way to get into Pixar, but it, like all of the stars had to have aligned line for me too. Because if I had been accepted the year before, I don't think I would have been hired because they didn't hire anybody that year and they weren't hiring. So I was just lucky that I was able to be in a year where they happened to be hiring too.
0: Right place, right time.
1: Yeah. Luck has a lot to do with it, you know?
0: So what was the actual internship like? What did they have you do?
1: Oh, it was like a boot camp, like a story boot camp. Cuz I went in and I thought like, "Oh, I like animation, you know. I'm I'm good enough or like that's good enough." But then I didn't realize that a lot of people at Pixar were like film buffs or like film like nerds and they 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 love like watching films and studying film and I actually wasn't that into film. At the time, like I didn't even watch Star Wars (laughs) until I started the internship. you hadn't seen Star Wars ever? No, I hadn't. Like I wasn't even interested in it. I I'd seen like clips of it and parodies of it, but I've never actually. I at that point when I started the internship, I never actually sat down and watched all the original movies, you know. And then everyone kept quoting it and talking about directing and like camera on all this stuff that I'd never even heard of when I was in animation school because all I did was just. Doodle and draw cartoons, <laughs> so I was like super shocked. I was like, "Whoa, like I ha- I have to know all this stuff." So yeah, it was it was like f- film boot camp because we like watched a a movie every week to st- to like study the the shots and the the storytelling and like the, the acting and everything like that. But and then every week we had an assignment that was handed out on Monday and then we had to pitch to like a room full of people on Friday that was the most terrifying thing ever and like a lot of us pulled all-nighters and we didn't sleep and we just like in the intern room and papers are scattered everywhere because because we're forced to like draw on sharpies on on paper even though none of the actual story artists that work at the studio do that anymore but it's kind of like some extra challenge that they threw at us you know
0: I hear the internship is still like that too where they have you draw basically on giant index cards and it's just nope you just have to get it done you don't have time to noodle anything or change anything at all
1: yeah you don't and it's crazy because i don't know i just sometimes i would panic over a board and then i would redraw it like a million times because i'm like oh i screwed this up and then then i'd have to like you know crumple it up start again crumple it up start again so the whole floor was like littered with papers (laughs) and it smelled like sharpie and sweat and blood and all this nasty stuff because we also had food in there too because a lot of us you know stayed there overnight so we like brought takeout in there and then yeah it was just
0: I just imagine you know people going into work and you know they're all nicely dressed and happy then they go past the room with the interns and all of you guys look like zombies and you've been drawing all night and there's food and blood and sweat and tears everywhere and they're going what are they doing to them in there
1: (laughs) yeah that's exactly what it was (laughs) But it was so much fun, though, too. like I made a lot a ton of amazing friends, and you know it-, it felt like we went through battle together, and I learned so much in those i think it was two months or three months i I just learned so much, like I don't know it was great sometimes I wish I could do it again, you know just to just to keep my skills sharpened, you know. Because I feel like that was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. And then once I got the job, I was like, hey, this isn't that hard. <laughs> the internship was so hard.
0: <laughs> That's a good feeling, though. If the internship is super hard and then when you start working, you go, oh, I can I can sleep now. Yeah. And relax a little bit.
1: I know. I think they do it on purpose. I think they just want to like put you through the ringer knowing that once you get once you get in it's not going to be as hard because like literally when we'd be pitching like after we, f- we finished pitching like in front of all of the actual story artists and stuff like people would just be like tearing apart our drawings and like moving stuff here and there and be like you don't need that oh no <laughs> I'm
0: just like oh okay you know <laughs> it's
1: going, just super no,
0: blunt. I spent so long on no. that drawing what are you doing
1: I know well you like I I thought that but then you know on the outside I was just like
0: "Mm "Hmm, Mm,
1: that's a good (laughs) note thank you
0: poker face (laughs) I know it's like it's like don't let them see the tears
1: (laughs) don't let them see me cry (laughs) but it like it it really like toughened my skin too so that was really good because you know I feel like once you're in a a big company, a corporate study, everyone's almost too nice, and you'd never see people like tear down drawings and like throw them on the floor or whatever
0: and the internship is where you learned how to pitch too. Is that correct?
1: yeah, i mean i I pitched in Nancy's class, but um that was the first time that I pitched uh or learned about pitching storyboards um but yeah, like because we had to pitch every week. You know, it was really good practice. And at first I was terrified because um, I was just like an introverted little thing from high school. Uh, but then, you know, you're forced to to have to do that because that's part of the job, right? It's not just about drawing. It's about like selling it and communicating the story, you know, with sound effects and all that kind of stuff just to sell the story. So, yeah, I had to practice a lot during <laughs> the internship.
0: so then, what was the transition period like, going from being an intern to being a full-time story artist at the studio?
1: transition um well, so I went back to Canada after the internship and packed all my stuff and then I started that October um on inside out, and it was pretty it was a pretty gradual transition because when i started they had just finished a screening of the movie of inside out and then it was kind of a slow period where they were waiting for the writer and pete doctor and ronnie to like rework the story so they gave me like some exercises to do and i just doodled a lot and from i think maybe like two weeks or so i just didn't really have that much to do i just kind of (laughs) like. got it it gave me time to get used to the used to the setting and to the people and everything like that and then finally like I got my first assignment and I was so nervous uh doing it that (laughs) I think (laughs) I like stayed late and I got up super early and I came to the studio at like seven like 6 a.m 7 a.m and then I, I just like worked like super hard on it and I was terrified when I pitched to Pete for the first time, um, but he was really nice. Everyone on that sh- on that show is really, really nice. And that was like a really good transition for me too, at, like from being a complete novice to a story artist. Cause like everyone on Inside Out, I mean, most of the shows at Pixar, but like, especially on Inside Out, like everyone was super, super nice and supportive. So it was pretty easy.
0: <laughs> That's good. How long had they been working on the film before you were assigned to work on it as well. Do you know?
1: I think like a year they were exploring it and they started production on it like a year, like for about a year before I came along. And yeah, and they were just trying everything. Like when I joined, the movie looked, is was a completely different version of the story that it ended up being. But then a year, you know, before I joined, you know, it it was even more different. So it just kept changing. Yeah, it it didn't even matter how, like how long it it took to make Inside Out because it feels like we blew it up every every year and we made a whole new movie.
0: <laughs> oh wow! How long were you on the film?
1: Um, I was on the film for about two and a half years.
0: Okay, so that's then. Did you do what about? two and a half or three different versions of the movie. Can you say, like, how many different versions y'all went through?
1: Yeah, I think I, I think we pretty much did do two or three different versions of the movie.
0: How does that feel, too, when you're working on a film and then needing to go back and do different things? Is it is it really exciting or is it kind of like, okay, I really like that part, but it's not working? Okay, goodbye. Like, how how is that emotionally dealing with scenes or characters that you might really like but ultimately you know aren't going to work.
1: Well, I got used to that feeling pretty early on. I think the internship really prepared me to kill a lot of my babies <laughs> because like the the whole story process at Pixar I, I quickly found out you just throw away 99% of all the work that you do and it's a lot of trial and error. So, yeah, I just learned pretty quickly not to be precious about anything and to just love the process and not the, you know, the individual drawings or the, or the characters, you know. And if I like a character and it's not working, then I have to question, like, do I really like this character, you know? Like, if a character isn't working, why would I like it? Or, you know, I don't know. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just about not being precious with anything and learning to... just let things go
0: (laughs) that's a good skill and what would you say are when you're working on your own boards and working on whichever film you happen to be on what do you where do your strengths lie like are there certain things that you enjoy boarding out the most like are you a big comedy person or drama where where is your interest
1: technical wise I'm I'm kind of an everyman, and that I, I I'm I'm okay at drawing like any kind of scene, but I really enjoy dramatic scenes a lot because I get to play around with you know like really cool, interesting compositions and you know intense expressions and stuff. And I was always a fan of soap operas and like you know those cheesy TV shows and stuff. So I, I always like to you know get a shot at doing a chunk of um of the movie that's more like dramatic but i also like doing comedy too because i I just like drawing interesting expressions for the characters and i have a lot of fun with that yeah i think my weakness is probably action because i haven't really studied it that much action movies were never really my favorite kinds of movies but they're cool like I'm learning a lot about action like how to direct and stage action but yeah that's probably my weakest area
0: and on inside out is there a do you have a favorite scene that you boarded out
1: um I just have this like tiny chunk that I have always (laughs) that I always loved because um it's like the smallest thing but you know when bing bong is like i'm part cat part elephant and part dolphin and then he goes like i love i love drawing his expressions and um i was really happy to see that the animators kind of pretty much stuck to the original drawings that i did in the storyboards to like shape his face i thought that was really funny (laughs)
0: There. i got a big laugh in the i saw the saw the movie twice and both times everyone just busted out laughing because everyone they all know that is the dolphin face everyone knows that face and that expression so good job that was that was a good scene <laughs> thanks all right so uh, once inside out ended when a film ends do you get a chance to sit with a the next group of directors and talk about where you want to go next or do they come to you and say Domi we loved your work on Inside Out now we want you to work on The Good Dinosaur like how did that come about
1: well yeah pretty much sort of happened like that not exactly how I'm not exactly sure how casting works at Pixar but it's like once you're off a show you know you can tell them what shows you're interested in and then they have to balance that with like what shows need, you know, story artists to help them out with. So yeah, it, I I think they needed artists on The Good Dinosaur, and then I said, "Yeah, I totally want to work with Pete Sohn. He's awesome." So they put me on that. And then I got pulled off of that a couple months later to work on Toy Story 4 cuz they requested me. And that's been really fun, too. So it all depends, you know. It's like you can spend a couple years on a show or you can jump around year after year you know i think it depends on like some artists want to see a movie through to the very end and then some artists want to kind of just like jump from show to show like see who needs them and they just provide muscle you know yeah it, it all depends on what you want to work on most of the time
0: and how how exciting is it that your first two movies that you worked on were both released in the same year and you just get to see both of them. Like, how was how that? That must have been very exciting.
1: That was cool. I didn't think that both of them would be released on the same year, but that, that was pretty awesome because it was like, <laughs> yeah, it was like the year of Domi <laughs> where it's like, yeah, I got two movies out, everybody. <laughs> Not really, but, but yeah, it, it was really cool, you know.
0: Did it play out the way that you imagine it would in your head? Cause I know before you're watching story reels and various things, so when you finally saw it on screen, was it the way that you had envisioned it being or was it a little bit different?
1: Oh, it's it's always a little bit different because storyboards are only meant to just be like a really rough blueprint of what the movie could look like. And then it's cool to see the other departments add their own, you know, stuff to each sequence that you worked on, like layout would, you know, actually position the camera in an appealing way. <laughs> and animation adds so much and like lighting and shading and art and all the design, like it, it all just, yeah, it looks so cool, you know you can't even imagine what it could look like in those early phases when you're just doing like stick figures and you're like what what could this possibly look like so it's it's really really cool to see it all come together you know
0: and now that you're on Toy Story 4 what's that experience like
1: it's cool it's different i feel like every show is different cuz the director has a has a different style um so it's been cool like working with Pete Dr and Ronnie Del Carmen and uh, Pete Sohn and now John Lasseter and Josh Cooley, like each of them have have their own unique styles and their own um, tastes. So it's been cool working with them. And we have a really great team too. I'm working with a lot of people that I worked with on Inside Out. So it's almost like a little mini reunion too. So
0: it's cool. Very cool. Oh, and I meant to ask you this before when we were talking about Inside Out. But I mean, one of the things that I really liked about Inside Out was that it went into the mind of a little girl, which is something that you don't see very often, especially in animation. And I was reading too how you really liked the character of Riley as well, because like you were a little shyer when you were a kid. And I want to know if you used what emotions you were able to bring into the story just from your own personal experience that helped you while you were storyboarding.
1: Oh well I've related a lot to Riley because I'm also an only child too and when I was younger I used to run away from school because I hated school (laughs) so much (laughs) kind of like Riley. You you ran away from school? Just a little well like in the earlier years of my life like my mom would drop me off in kindergarten but then I would like sneak out and try to find her office or whatever. And then they catch me and then it, they'd call my mom and tell her to pick me up because I keep trying to run away. So I'd spend the whole day at her office instead. Of the oh, day. wow. <laughs> yeah.
0: Your mom just realized it, it's better if you just hang out with me than me trying to like convince you to go to school. That's like the perfect way to get out of school. God, I just
1: ran away. I put a lot of myself into into that one sequence in the movie you know, where Riley yells at her parents during dinner and she storms up into her room and she's kind of like lying in her sleeping bag and her dad comes in and tries to cheer her up, but she turns away. So that happened with me and my parents a lot where I would like yell at one of them or we'd both get into arguments and then I'd always storm into my room, you know? So I like drew from my own personal experiences to like get the nuances of the acting right. So yeah.
0: I think that's the really nice thing about storytelling, being able to put your own experiences into it. I feel like that's why that movie succeeds and why it just plays so well with so many people because you watch it and you feel like, I know what she's going through. Even if you're not an 11-year-old girl, you felt the things that she's feeling. Yeah. Either because you've moved or about school or about a relationship. I feel like it's something that everyone can relate to and it really just punches at your gut you know yeah and I feel like Pixar is good at that and they're good at making you cry (laughs) yeah No, but it's 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 cathartic I I think that's the that's one of the things I liked best about the movie was sadness and showing that sadness is not a bad thing and it's not something you have to run away from you know it's a very cathartic experience and these films are good at having those cathartic experiences so it can be very good so in your own personal life, like, are you working on any personal projects as well? Like, do you have any like, any of your own, like, animated shorts or comic or children's books or any of your own stories that you like to work on on your own time?
1: Well, unfortunately, I haven't been working on my own personal stuff in a long time. I've, I do doodles and I have a Tumblr and Instagram that I post sketches on now and then, but I, I, just, I just haven't. Been motivated enough to work on any side projects. But yeah, um, I wish. That's one of my New Year's goals is to just make something. Maybe a graphic novel. Yeah, only a graphic novel this year. <laughs> you just have to do it.
0: <laughs> oh, and also, what is the day to day like? Like, do you go in, work with the team, work on a sequence, and then pitch it like during a daily session, like once a day or once a week? Like, how does that process work?
1: Uh, it's really up and down, but, um, well, when we do have a consistent amount of work, it's like, I'd get, uh, it's like a, sort of like a nine to six job roughly, but, um, so I'd come in and I'd get maybe a handout from my story supervisor. Uh, so I, I get a chunk of the script called a sequence and we would read through it. And then I would have a couple days to board to draw up a, a first pass of it. So that'd be like maybe three days or four days for a first pass. And then I would pitch it three or four days later, get notes, and then work on it for another couple days for a second pass. And if it's good, they send it to edit. If it needs more work, I'll just keep fixing it until good enough to send to edit and then once they cut it together and down and edit they'll have fixes for me like oh can we have a an extra pose of joy with her eyes closed instead of open or like let's have her mouth go like open you know or close or can we add a shot here or whatever so I do those fixes while the story is being cut and edit and then once all of that is done they compile all of the all of the story reels until like a, a full movie, and we watch it, and then we hate it, and then we blow it up, and then we do it all over again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, but it sounds like y'all are objective with it, though—that you're able to figure out. All right, this is working. This isn't working. Let's not just keep it. Let's actually go back and fix it.
1: Yeah, like giving notes is a huge part of the job. To like, as a story artist, you have you're expected to watch screenings and give really clear concise notes and not not only point out like what isn't working but offer solutions for everything that you're pointing out to and it's like a really important skill to have too you know
0: and i'm curious too besides what you mentioned before about learning more about filmmaking in general and different types of movies what are some other things that you've learned while you were there that you weren't expecting at all coming out of school?
1: Uh, Definitely collaboration, like working with a group of people on a story that isn't yours and just learning to get along with all different kinds of people. Like I didn't really learn much of that in school. I just stuck to the people that I was comfortable with, you know? And, um, yeah, just learning to draw really fast because, uh, in school we had time to, you know, make our drawings really pretty and, you know, we would present it or, you know, make it look really nice. But here it's just like, you got to work fast and you got to work rough, not pretty, and you can't be afraid to just throw away your drawings and to not be precious about them, you know, and to... Uh, see the big picture because you know in school you're so focused on you, your assignments, your film, your everything you know you're, you kind of have tunnel vision for just your own work. but when you work at like a huge studio like you are just like a little like like a little piece of this bigger picture and this one storyboard is just like a tiny little piece of like this much bigger film and it's just about learning to see the whole picture. And not being, like, obsessed with little details. Because I kind of have that tendency to, like, zero in on, like, little things. But being at Pixar and just, like, being on this job, it really taught me to, like, step back and look at things as a whole.
0: Sounds good. What do you think is the future for you? Like, where do you see yourself down the road?
1: Well... I want to eventually make something of my own. Like, I want to make a movie. I'm really interested in directing. And, yeah, I don't know. I just, I want to create something for this world. I want to create something for all of the awkward, lonely girls out there. (laughs) I want to make something for them. I'm not really sure right now, like what exactly that is, but I know I just want to make something soon.
0: (laughs) Well, that's a story that needs to get out there because that's not a that's not a story that you see too often, you know. When I watch when I watch a lot of animated films and television shows, a lot of them. A lot of them aren't centered around girls or their stories. I feel like they're getting a lot better with including girls. You at least see girls now as part of the team and a lot of times they're an integral part of the team, but usually there'll be one or two and everyone else is a dude.
1: Yeah. That's not good enough.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so it's good that I know I think it's really cool that you're, you know, part of the story team. Yeah. Well, is there anything else that you would like to share or anything else that you wanna let the world know about you and what it is that you do
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel so lucky to have this job, and I mean, I'm just learning every day. I've been at Pixar for over four years, but I still feel like a noob at everything and yeah it's 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 a really cool job i'm Doing what I love. It's awesome.
0: <laughs> so where can people find you online if they want to check out more of your work?
1: Uh, so I have an Instagram, shi That's my handle. So it's just dot iinstagramcom I think. And I also have a Tumblr, too. Uh, but a link of that is on my Instagram. And it's doremimi.tumblr.com. So D O. R-E-M-I-M-I.tumblr.com. But I don't update those as much as I should.
0: Oh, well, you're busy. You're making, you're working on a movie. <laughs> so that's all right. That's, that's perfectly understandable. So I'll put uh, both of those in the show notes so that people can say hi and take a look at your work. Cool. So Domi, thank you very much for taking the time to talk with me this evening and for sharing your life and your experiences. It's, it's been very cool and I learned a lot too.
1: Oh, yeah, it's, it's been great. Uh yeah, it's, it's been fun talking about myself. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for having me.
0: <laughs> Thank you. So have a great night and hopefully I'll get to talk to you again soon. Yeah. And there you have it. Thanks again to Domi Shi for being a wonderful guest. I'll make sure to include all of the links for her work in the show notes. You guys will really want to check out her portfolio. It is amazing. And as always, if you like the show, please leave a five-star review in iTunes and make sure to subscribe. And on the web, you can check out the show by visiting www.theanimatedjourney.com. And if you would like to donate to the show, you can click on the PayPal Donate button on the right-hand column of the website. Every little bit helps, and it helps keep the show up and running. You can also keep up to date with what will be happening on the show by following the show on Twitter at Journey and by visiting the Facebook fan page, which is The Animated Journey. And if you're curious to see what I've been working on, you can follow me on Twitter by visiting at Sketchy Soul. You can also see my Instagram, which is at Sketchy underscore Soul. And you can visit my website portfolio, which is www.SketchySoul.com. Thanks again for listening and tune in next week for episode four. And as always, be encouraged and have a great day.